The sounds of gunfire echoed through the night, shattering lives and tearing apart families in an instant. These kids are just walking around killing people, and it's not right. Behind the statistics are real people left behind to pick up the pieces. Their stories often go untold, their voices unheard. Until now. All these people that did this need to be held accountable for what they did. What they did was wrong. They made the choice and they need to pay the consequences. Welcome to Sincere Voices of Victims, a podcast giving voice to those impacted by senseless violence in the wiregrass. I'm your host, Deborah Pearson. You raise your child the best way you can to know right from wrong. And for the instance with my son, to take him while he's asleep in his bed, you didn't even give him a fair chance. On this podcast, we share stories of mothers and fathers, sisters and brothers, friends and neighbors who have lost loved ones to violent crime. They invite us into their homes and their hearts to share memories of the lives cut too short, the dreams that will never be realized, the justice denied. And myself and these parents, I know they hurt. Even though we all lost our kids to gun violence, everybody grieved differently. My heart just pours out for Miss Tracy to stand there and watch her child life be taken. To have to listen to Miss Priscilla about them showing her the crime scene photos of her daughter. It is raw. It is real, and it demands to be heard. Join us as we lift up sincere voices of victims, share their stories of loss and redemption, and work to build a more just and compassionate community for all. The time of silence is over. The voices of victims will be heard. Um, my name is Lawana McClendon. Um, my son's name was Sincere Tyson. Um, I organized this today and reached out to some of the parents that has lost their kids to gun violence to let them know they're not alone. Unfortunately, we have been placed in this group of mourning parents by the acts of someone else. Senseless gun violence it has to stop. This of protecting people and not want to be labeled a snitch and all that, that's got to stop. Because if it was your son or daughter, you want to answer. All we want is legal justice, and we want justice for our kids. 59 days after his alleged murder, authorities arrested 20-year-old Solomon Cooper of Climax, Georgia. Then Zykeria Russ was arrested. Both have been denied youthful offender status. On December 8th, Dothan investigators listed Cooper as a person of interest, and after a continued investigation, he was charged with one count of capital murder burglary in the first degree. In November of 2021, Cooper was taken into custody in Muskogee County, Georgia, on a separate charge. Also in December of 2021, Zykira Markeisha Russ was named as the second suspect in Tyson's murder and was taken into custody by federal agents in Bainbridge, Georgia. Russ was also denied youthful offender status in March of 2023. A third suspect still has not been named. But what myself and the rest of these mothers want people to know, we're real parents and we're hurting. And it's not fair. Luana says she's not the only mother who's frustrated. It's not fair that we got to be around each other because of this. 
I wish it way I could have reached out to these ladies, these mothers and fathers on a, on a more positive note. This hand that was dealt to us wasn't our choice. Somebody else made that choice. For me, when it comes to my son, sincere, I'm not gonna stop till everybody's brought to justice. I'm not gonna fold, I'm not gonna hush. So you might wanna get to know who I am because I'm not gonna stop. It makes no sense for us to have to bury our kids. It's not fair and it's not right. You raise your child the best way you can to know right from wrong. And for the instance with my son, to take him while he's asleep in his bed, you didn't even give him a fair chance. And myself and these parents, I know they hurt. Even though we all done lost our kids to gun violence, everybody grieved differently. My heart just pours out for Miss Tracy to stand there and watch her child life be taken. To have to listen to Miss Priscilla about them showing her the crime scene photos of her daughter. This is real life for us. And everybody need to be held accountable for what they did. Sincere Tyson was shot while resting in bed after spending a day with family. One particular family member, his young four-year-old niece, had been looking forward to seeing her Uncle Bubba at her birthday gathering. October 9th was a, was a really pretty day. Um, we came down here and met his only niece birthday party. And she had told him the Wednesday before, she said, Uncle Bubba, if you don't come, then you're going to fight. Now, she just turned four on that Saturday. We had been down here and, you know, just enjoying the birthday party and him clowning and cutting up in his usual self. We had went to Makata that night and I tried to get him to go for my grandbaby's mother's birthday. Her day birthday's right there together. And he said, no, mom, I'm just too tired. Just want to lay down a little bit. He said, it's been a rough week. So we sitting at Makata and at 9.22, my phone rang, it was his roommate. And when I looked down at it, I knew something was wrong. So then I, I got up, answered the phone. His roommate said that um, I just got the phone call, the police is at the house. They said somebody tried to break in and they then took Sear to the hospital. But I don't know how he's doing. Luana said the bullet went through his liver, hit the main artery to his heart and lodged in his spine. By the time she arrived at the hospital, her son's condition was critical and declining. It seemed like it took us forever to get from a car to the medical center. It seemed like it was a three-day drive. They came and got me and my oldest son, took us in the family room, and they told us that, um, that you know, it wasn't looking good and wait on the doctor to come in now. My oldest son, Giovanni, he has Crohn's disease, and so stress really throws him for a loop. And he got so sick that I had to get him out of there and then bring my mom in with me. And we sat in there and began to pray. I mean, pray like nobody business. And I was just telling God, you know, you gave these kids to me. You blessed my life with them. Please don't take them away. It was so many people out there in that parking lot when we came out. I couldn't walk. I could hardly speak. They took me and my husband up there to see my son. Cause I told him I just want to touch his body while it's still warm. That's all I want to do. They get ready to take us up there and they explained to me where he got tubes and stuff in him. 
but you can't touch him because his body is not evidence. When we get up there and go in the room where my son was at, my husband helped me stand up. My, my son had to drive here. I'd hit the left eye. But I couldn't touch him. I couldn't touch him at all because his body was evident. And they cheated me of that. And for what? I don't know for what. Because if they wanted anything, somebody would, if he was awake, could they shot him while he laid in his bed. Didn't even give him a chance to defend himself. That's a coward move for me. It was just, just a coward because, why? Because you know his size, for one, being 6'3", and he's a big boy. But you know for a fact, he'd probably talk to y'all even hurt him. He probably would have said, you don't have to do this. And he probably would have said, if you need anything, here you go, let's go get it for Sincere used his mother's advice as a teenager to help a friend make it through the night. You told me that he saved someone else's life right before. Yeah, it was a um, young lady. She had went in, she had reached, I mean, all kind of people been hit me up on Messenger. And she told me, she said, Miss Luana, um, your son saved my life one night. I was like, what you mean? She said, I went in Walmart to get a legal pad to write my suicide note for my mom. She said, when I turned the corner, I saw him. And he at, looked at me and said, what was going on? He said, when she started this fight, he said, well, my mom always said, all we got to do is make it to daylight and everything will be okay. She said they sat in the car and he talked with her until the sun came up. And so he listened to her. And he said, see, we made it to daylight, so everything will be okay. Sincere Tyson, at the age of 20, never made it to daylight. And you want to take this higher. You want to have a law passed. I want to, um, I was talking to a couple of senators and um, representatives about a law called Sincere's Law. A lot of these cases, these kids was juveniles um, that did this. Um, I'd want the law passed called Sincere's Law to state that a juvenile, the way to stop stuff if you stop it at the beginning. You can't wait on down the road. And I want a law passed that Sincere's Law states that if a juvenile, if they just steal a candy bar, they need to be held mandatory lockdown three to five days. If it's a felony, 60 days, mandatory. Because what's happening is they barely slaking these kids on the hands and think, oh, it's okay, they just a child. That child made that decision. And one thing gonna happen, that mother, a real mother, she gonna get to missing that child, and that child gonna get to missing that mother. Then they'll know how to work together to keep them from going anywhere else. And that's what I want Sincere's Law to be. And I'm not gonna stop until I get it to Congress for if I have to. Because something has to be done. These kids are just walking around killing people. And it's not right. And it's not fair to us parents having to bury our children at such young ages before they can make a big difference in this world. And I just want people to know that I'm not gonna stop. I'm not shutting up. So you might get used to looking at my face because I'm not going nowhere. Stand by for the conclusion of Sincere Voices of Victims, the murder of Sincere Tyson, a groundbreaking podcast hosted by Wolf FM News Director and Alabama Broadcasters Association Hall of Famer, Deborah Pearson. So did he put the knife 
to your neck or he had it right in front of my face a podcast giving voice to those impacted by senseless violence in the wiregrass my son had to drive here i hit the left eye but you can't touch him because his body is not evidence um this sounds terrible but if i tell my story i have to tell the whole truth of it their stories often go untold until now um but he died that night Each episode showcases riveting, in-depth interviews with survivors, offering profound insights into their struggles and their extraordinary journeys towards healing. Don't miss out on the next episode of Voices of Victims. Share this podcast and subscribe now. Available on all major podcast platforms and at 997wolffm.com. And now the conclusion of the murder of Sincere Tyson. Wolf FM News with Deborah Pearson. Good afternoon. In the news this hour, Dothan police have now identified the third suspect wanted in the 2021 murder of 20-year-old Sincere Tyson. Next month will be two years when Tyson's life was taken away from him while asleep inside of his Abbey Oaks apartment here in Dothan. Dothan police say following a lengthy investigation, 26-year-old Jacoa Deshaun Harrell of Bainbridge, Georgia, has been identified in the murder of Tyson. Lawana Tyson McClendon says she's happy to know police have now identified the third suspect. I have not had this since it happened. Um, October 9th will be two years since they took my baby's life. It's still bittersweet. They haven't gotten him yet, but they will now. And I need the public to help get him off the streets because just the way they orchestrated this to kill my child, your child could be next. So please quit protecting him. Get him off the streets. McClendon says she found out from a family member about the arrest. I cried, you know, because no matter what, My son isn't coming back, and I know that. And it's bittersweet, like I said. It's very emotional, a lot of emotions, because it's still facing the fact that now i got to see you in court and everything else, which is okay. Harold is wanted on one count of murder and, again, is the third suspect identified in Tyson's murder in November of 2021, 59 days after Tyson's murder. 20-year-old Solomon Cooper was taken into custody in Muskogee County, Georgia, on separate charges and was later extradited to Alabama in early December of 2021. Zakaria Russ was named as the second suspect in the case and was taken into custody by federal agents in Bainbridge, Georgia. Police are asking if anyone has information of Harold's where about, you are urged to call Dothan Police at 334-615-3000. Hey, Luana, this is Deborah Pearson from Wolf Radio, Wolf News. They just announced uh, <laughs> the third victim's name, and within hours, he was called. Yep. I mean, God, I mean, how did that make you feel? I was, I was ecstatic. I've been asking um, to investigate him for months, you know, to put his image out. Um, And I had a long talk with investigator. I love investigator Spivey. He has really did his job and I appreciate him so much, him and his team and all the ones that do their job, you know. Um, And I talked to him on my way to work yesterday and we had a long conversation, another one of many we didn't have. And I explained to him, I said, let me explain something to you. The job I have, I work with the public. A lot of people come from the public in here. Everybody knows what I look like. I don't know what this person looks like. Is it fair for one of us to go in a grocery store and we know we stand for somebody that's wanted for murder? They need to put these people out. When it comes to murder and they look for people, I know the marshals can do their job. I don't care. If you want them for questioning, put them out there. 
Let people get them off the street. Quit letting them just stay out there. This boy been on the ground right at two years. Two years. He's been just living his life. Two years. And if and I, I'm glad it's done now, because it has been done now, and I appreciate that. But I'm just glad. He, I hope he ain't did nothing to nobody else during this time. And that's what happens, you know. And just to see him, once I seen the picture, I got to call at work. My nieces had called me. And I'm like, T.T., look at it. You know, have you been on the news? I said, no, I'm at work, you know. But um, when I checked it out, I just started crying because part of it was tears of joy. Okay, I know what he looked like now. I know I can watch my surroundings, you know, because you never know people. So then I got the feeling came in me that they say you're the one playing this for my child. What did my child do to you? Well, she planned a robbery, they saying. And I know the intent was not for my child to be there and my child to be hurt. But why would y'all want to do that at all? And then when I see his age, are you for real? You don't have a job nowhere? You don't have nobody motivating you anywhere? You're too old for that. You're too old. You're too old for that. That's children stuff you're doing. Planning robberies and stuff like that. And it cost my son his life. Because he went home and went to sleep. And y'all want to go in there and just do y'all thing. And wind up killing my child. And so the the anger... Didn't know not a one. None of his friends... Nobody knew him. I had talked to one of his friends yesterday, and they used to have a lot of parties over there. But him and his roommate, you got to understand, you got two 20-year-old boys. Both got good jobs. Um, since he was working at McLean and Sivion was working at Michelin, off every weekend, no parents, of course they're going to have parties. That's understandable. And I really feel, and the investigator thinks so too, that they came there indirectly somebody came and seen the things that they had but what they failed to realize is these boys worked for what they had they didn't take from nobody they weren't scamming nobody they weren't selling no drugs they weren't robbing nobody they went to work every single day and paid for what they wanted because Stevion mother raised him that way also they didn't take from people they they worked for what and with them having their little kickbacks, as the young people call it, them having their kickbacks and stuff, and you was invited, and y'all, instead of saying, hey, can y'all get me on on your job, or, you know, how y'all get this, and stuff like that, instead of asking questions to better yourself, you'd rather sit back and scheme on how to go in there and get this stuff. And it's not right. It's not right. And I don't know what's, what's wrong with people these days, and, and just... Not saying, and a lot of people were saying, well, why didn't they, that, why they just not getting it? First of all, didn't nobody know what the boy looked like? I didn't even know what the boy looked like. I didn't even know his name. So, you know, you see what I'm saying? They need to put this stuff out there. Especially when they didn't got the warrant or the indictment. You know this is concrete. Or even if this is a question, let the public know. Let these people know who they're standing next to. Because what, you, what they fail to realize is it could be their mother or their child in the store. And it's a killer right behind them. And they're not aware of that. And maybe just at that point, they want to kill again. Did the police explain to you why they took so long to tell you, tell the public who uh, the Herald was? They, um, three weeks ago, when I had told, asked them again, 
they was going to do it then. But the young lady that um, had um, killed her her baby had took over, the, you know, took over the news. And he said his supervisor said he wanted to get he wanted since this story to get as much attention as he could. He didn't want that to cloud it out or push it out the way. And that's why he was waiting. But now my 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 word to him was, it's going on two years. This girl just did this. Two years, right at two years. I've been waiting. 23 months and four days is how long I've been waiting. But at least they got it now. Because what these people fail to realize, as long as these people are on the street, ain't none of us safe. Nobody. No grandmother, no little child, nobody's loved one. Nobody. And they, everybody needs us. We got to work together. But we got to work together at the beginning. And that's what this sense law will do. Let us all be held accountable as well. Make the teachers, the parents, grandparents, everybody, get a whole team meeting when these kids get in trouble. Get everybody at a round table if you need to. Let's help them. Let's get a plan together. And let's help these kids. Make them sit there and think about what they done done. And like I said, if they, when they get out, a good parent, a guardian, or whoever's over that child, and a child that just made a simple mistake, the time they have apart, I promise you, they're going to work together to make sure they're not apart no more. That I can guarantee. Every time school got ready to come in for open house, and I went for my boys to school, I would go to every one of their teachers, and I would tell every one of their teachers, put my phone number in your cell phone. When my child acts up, you don't wait. You call me right then. I can't fix it if it's three or four months down the road. Call me right then. Let's snip it in the bud. I had to go to school one time on Giovanni and one time on Sincere and never had to go back no more. Because I let them know I was not playing. They was there to get their education, and that's what they was going to do. And I didn't have to do it no more. And either the majority of raising them was a single parent, and I still was able to get it done with the help of God. And then for my child life to be taken. These laws has got to be stronger. We got to hold these kids accountable. Adults don't have one to listen anyway. But the kids, they still can be saved. They still, they still can be saved. I couldn't save mine. I feel if the laws would have been stronger, maybe they'd have still been in jail. When I see the list of charges that they still face. And I'm like, why was they even out? Why are they free? It, it made no sense to me. I couldn't make it make sense. Why were they even out? For what? Back to yesterday. Um, did you get a call from the investigator saying that he was called? Yes, I did. I did. It was about, so I think it was like 211, 212, somewhere up in there. And um, my phone had been ringing all day, and I was changing out furniture in my office and the guys was in here working in my phone they like phone and I was like oh my goodness so I just came out of the phone when I popped it open I seen his name pop up there and he said Mr. Warner I said yes sir he said I got some news for you I said what's that he said we got it all I could do was scream and then I cried and my staff they came to me and they held on to me and then he waited till I got it out. <laughs> like he always did. He always let me get it all the way out. 
And then that's when he explained to me, he said, we had a tip come in from Bainbridge. They gave us an address. He said, then I called Bainbridge PD and told them the address, and they have him in custody. He said, so we got him. Wow. And it was, it was, and my same group, even today, like when they first, they got Solomon 59 days after. You know, my crew was here, I was at work. Every time they got one of them, I was at work around my second family, you know. And to have the support of the community and friends and family, you know, I'm not in this journey alone. And and that's, that's another reason I push so hard and let people know. And it's not easy. But if we don't fight for our children, we will. God bless me with two kids. Everybody can have children. And it wasn't easy. Our life was not easy. We started from the very bottom, but we worked our way out. I paid attention to my kids. I was all in their business. And they knew you get nothing from me if you're doing something bad. You get attention from me when you're doing good things. I got so many awards from Sincere in school, from Giovanni at school, both of them making the Las Vegas Social Club Gentile Bowls. How many people can say that? For a single parent that comes to Dothan and know no one with two kids standing in the projects just to get away from an abusive ex-husband. You tell me how many can do that. And so a lot of these women that say, well, I'm a single parent, you're still a parent. And that's still your child. That's still your child. We got to help. I could not save my kids. And I got to live with that, but I, in everything in me, but to keep another person feeling what I'm feeling. The emptiness every day when I wake up. The, the questions and wondering why, none of that stuff. I haven't even been able to mourn properly. And I won't until I get justice for my son. And if since as long as I have to walk in the comments myself, then I will. Because I'm finna push it. I'm not going anywhere. They're not gonna get rid of me that easy. I'm going to fight for mine. God bless me with him and his brothers. They're my responsibility. I got to be held accountable for them. And even though my baby gone, still his mother. And I'm still accountable. And I'm going to make sure they be held accountable for what they do. And since his law could prevent, hopefully, another mother from going through what I'm going through. Because like I said, we can't save them all. I know I'm not stupid. You can't save everybody. But you sure can save some. And if we start speaking lies back in these children and telling them you're special, you're somebody like I did my boys, they can be somebody and they could change people around them. Sincere had an effect on so many people. So many people that I didn't even know. Even at his funeral to be a 20-year-old. There were so many people there. So many people hurt me about him, a 20-year-old. And I was proud of that, that with me and the good Lord, we got it. I got it right. And it showed, but it still didn't save him. And that's my harsh reality. But it's going to be okay, too. Because since then, Tyson, 
by the time I get finished, everybody gonna know who he was and what he meant to a lot of people, not just me. And I'm gonna fight until God take the breath out of my body. And they can deny the law if they want to. That is not gonna stop me from taking up the because I done learned in this life all they can say is yes or no. That's it. That's all they can say. That's it. They can shut it down if they want to, but at least I'm going to try. I don't know if that's not try. And I'm going to try because I'm getting justice for my child. And I want to prevent somebody else's child. You are definitely doing it. You are working very hard. And I mean, your name is a household name. <laughs> yeah, a lot of a lot of our customers come in and and they know my name and then they'll be like, so, especially a lot of our repeat customers, and they'd be like, "I wonder how's it going? I seen this, I seen that. We praying." I, I've had groups of people come out here for their meetings and stuff and have called me in there, and I'm thinking they need an AV or something, and they would literally send and pray with me and pray for me, strangers. They say sometimes strangers make the best family because strangers, they don't come with an alternative motive. They come with pure love. And I have been shown so much love from the community, from different people. Just It's been poured out and I appreciate it so much. And even though it took them <laughs> right at two years, I thank investigators five of them for getting a call. And now they got to be held accountable. And like I told him yesterday, you did your job. Now it's on Mr. Goodman to do his. And I have faith that he's going to do it. Because I'm going to be right there with him. Every time they're in court, I'm in court. And he already, Mr. Russ Goodman, I already know, which he's a good man. He already know that Miss McClendon ain't going nowhere. I will call that office 24-7 if we have to. I will go down there because that's my child. And he is working hard to try to get justice for me. And I trust his team. Because that's all I can do. I'm Deborah Pearson with Sincere Voices of Victims. Subscribe and follow for more captivating content.